Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We are proud to bring back Brian Bonner, one of our favorite skeptical guests, and we're going to have a fascinating conversation with him a little bit later, actually, in the next couple of minutes. In the meantime, Randall and I have been talking about version, I think, four or five of our online store. And it's a long story, but we've gone through several iterations, one of which the person who was managing it kind of kind of disappeared. We don't want to get into why, but he's no longer around. So we are setting up a brand new store and we have glitches. Now, eventually you'll be able to visit it at theparacast.shop. And you'll have, you know, custom merchandise with Paracast logos and anything else we can think about. Randall's going to add some of his own stuff. Oh, yeah. Cool. We're going to have some designs up there that are not just the Paracast, but just cool designs, period. That's cool. So last week we had uh, Chiago Luis Chichetti, I think. What did you think of him? I thought he was really, really interesting. I think the only issue here, of course, listeners will have to take a couple of minutes to get used to his accent. And once they get accustomed to his accent, then it'll flow very well. I thought it was pretty interesting how we got into talking about how the Brazilian government down there has uh, made it a policy to release UFO sighting reports to investigators and made it mandatory for pilots and the military to take reports. But even he was saying that even though it's a mandatory requirement, a lot of them just don't do it because they're still afraid of the of the uh, stigmatization. Well, A.J. Gavard had mentioned that the times he was on the show, but he also pointed out that at least in the Virginia case, however that's pronounced, on that particular case, supposedly military officials, authorities from the U.S. came down there to look over the situation. What do you think of all the whole Brazilian situation? Brian, are you familiar with what goes on down there? Well, you know, there's a lot of countries that have kind of said that, that we're opening up all of our files. In fact, even the U.S. quite a while back now said something along the lines of we're opening our files, you know, releasing everything. But the thing that I always find interesting is, well, people may be paranoid and, you know, I understand why. Just like you were saying, you say now, I'm a commercial airline pilot, and I saw something that I don't know what it is. People are going to criticize you. People are going to pick on you. It may impact the, the reputation of you as a pilot. But at the same time, all the ones that have released it, nobody's really released anything that was like completely earth-shattering either. Well, of course, there's that, you know, the famous Japan Airlines case. And I guess the pilot from that cargo plane, according to one of the threads i was reading and ended up having to do some desk time for a while while the whole thing blew over the other thing i've i've found is that according to the skeptics out there and you might be able to confirm this being one yourself there actually isn't any known case where a pilot who has reported a ufo has actually lost their job not that i know of you know like i say it's more probably what you're looking at is you know your coworkers are going to pick on you your boss may you know 
rip on you a little bit, but I don't think you're really going to get anything major. Yeah, so maybe this whole paranoia is just a bit overblown. Well, it is, you know, but, you know, at the same time, do you want even those small repercussions, you know, at, at your work? It's just like I was talking to somebody a few days ago, kind of on a completely different subject, but I think it really relates back to this of if you file a grievance against somebody at your place of work, you'd even if you're in the right, you'd probably better have a new job lined up because from then on out, you're not going to be real welcomed and happy in your job anymore. Well, I guess, yeah, depending on who that is, if it's somebody who's, who's above you in the pecking order, <laughs> well, that doesn't or, tend to work out as well as, as if it's somebody the, who's below you. Right. Or in the case of the UFOs, you know, you say one thing, you're kind of representing everybody. So, you know, if I run out and go, yep, they're real. Well, you know, you're representing all of the pilots at that time, and they're all probably going to come down on you a little bit. Maybe, I guess. I mean, then you've got places like NARCAP that have, you know, literally hundreds, if not thousands of sighting reports on file by pilots who have reported them. Mind you, I think that they've, you know, they do have a confidentiality exactly. agreement with people, but... It seems to be getting less and less. And then we've got military pilots like David Fravor, right? So you've probably seen his, he's had a number of very public interviews with the media about exactly what it was that he and his group saw during the whole Nimitz encounter situation. Well, and it's interesting because, and, you know, it's from anybody that's trying to decide if the the person that's making the claim how can I say this, is factual. And the first thing you do is you go after them and say, okay, well, have they made these kind of claims in the past? What's their history? Do they have... So you're immediately under scrutiny for things like that. So I think, you know, the anonymity is kind of important if you want the reports that these people are seeing anything to actually come out. You know, there are the people that'll come out and it probably won't, either it won't hurt them or they just don't care which is, I think, probably the right attitude. You know, if you're doing what you consider to be the right thing, do it regardless. From what I remember, he was saying that after landing, and of, of course, this isn't something that, you know, he can just claim out of the blue. He was actually scrambled to chase it based on radar returns. Right. And visual sightings as well. So, I mean, everybody knew that he was, that they were sending aircraft up there to pursue this thing. And when he got back, he said he did. They got the usual kind of men in black jibes and that sort of thing, but nobody really thought of any less of him for it. Right, and you know, it just depends on how professional you approach it, and you know, how the people you're immediately around actually deal with it. Right, and also, I think Commander Fravor was the leader of their group as well, so it's not. He, he was he was somebody that people would be looking up to and wouldn't right. want want to be uh, embarrassing, especially if they were maybe a lower rank or under his command or something like that, because exactly. he was military. And I think also he's retired now, which would be another aspect, too, because there are some people who experience that incident who are still on duty and prefer to remain anonymous. Well, exactly. And, you know, that's always one that I find kind of interesting is, you know, how much by your own what were job requirements can you release after the fact because you know a lot of times 
you know, let's say they witnessed something that was up and coming tech, but they didn't know what it was. And they were told, just don't talk about that. Once they're you know no longer employed per se, they still have a lot of things to be worried about as far as you know non-disclosure agreements and things like that. So it's it's interesting when people do come out. Definitely. But, well, and one thing that I always thought was funny is people say, you know, if people come out, they get disappeared. They you know these horrible things happen to them. But you've got people that are you know doing this a lot and you'd think if that was the case that you know these people with the loudest of the mouths would be the first ones to get stopped and they aren't and i don't think there's you know such thing as too big to you know not be able to stop them let's talk more about this after our break i'll raise one point here that possibly the people who speak out may survive that experience because if they're suddenly shut up that will draw attention to what they said this way they become part of the ufo sighting noise as it were right our friendly skeptic brian bonner joins us i'm gene steinberg he's jay randall murphy you're in the paracast we also have swag you know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing, space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. 
Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we continue, and I raised the point in the previous section with Brian Bonner, that speaking out may prevent them from stopping you because then it draws attention to it you know that can happen i mean like i say even in the non-ufo type of situations if you become the whistleblower all of a sudden you're in the public eye but you know when it comes to some of the claims that people are having of how they can just kind of make you and your entire past disappear you would think if that was possible well, first of all, we wouldn't know about it. But secondly, the people that are extremely vocal about it, we wouldn't know about that either. It would just kind of become a non-issue. And they just drop off the map or something. Of course, that's what Lazar claims, right? Bob Lazar. Well, exactly. He said he, a he's, lot of he's claimed to have had this past, and yet it's not out there. There's a, there's a few obscure pages that people have dug up where his name does appear in a directory somewhere but not in the capacity, or at least it doesn't identify his particular role there. So you, we've had people like Stanton Friedman tell us that he simply just doesn't believe Lazar's credentials. Of course, Stanton Friedman, as you know, was a real nuclear physicist. Well, and according to a lot of you know the, the people making these claims, you don't just have your past erased. It, you are as well. It's, quote, as if you never existed in the first place. It would be darn hard to do that, especially nowadays. 
but I think it really depends on what you were doing, what your claims are, and how much you're actually affecting something that's going to, you know, in turn affect anything that's, quote, you know, national security. Right. So, so now we're back to the whole idea that really what we're dealing with now, what's keeping uh, witnesses quiet now, isn't the officials as much as it is just the general social stigmatization that's gone on uh, since, say, back in, in, in the Robertson panel, where they were recommending that companies like Disney be used to set up people to think that there's been an interesting event, some kind of flying saucer, perhaps an alien craft, and then deflate them with a very mundane explanation and even ridicule pilots. Like that is actually something that came out of the CIA. So we can say, oh no, we're just tinfoil hat paranoid UFO believers. And yet we've got the documentation now where we know that this is actually something that was set up by them. Well, you know, one of the things that I've seen, and it's in the the ghost side of the paranormal world, is back when I first, you know, started getting into it, and we're talking 25 years ago now, people were very, they didn't want to come talk to you about what, you know, they were perceiving as some sort of a paranormal experience. They were timid, they were afraid that, you know, their friends might find out or somebody at their work might find out. But, you know, times have completely changed now and they're more likely to go out onto social media or the press first because it's become such a mainstream belief where, you know, now if I show up at a house and I don't have you know a TV crew with me, they're almost upset about it. So I think that the times have definitely changed in the acceptance. And I think, you know, it's kind of that way across all of the, the different things. It really just depends on, you know, even within different parts of the country, things are accepted more or less depending on where you are. You know, do people come forward with more UFO things? I, I think they really do. Uh, just because it's become such a, a pop culture thing. But are a lot of them afraid to? Absolutely. Because, you know, even people with ghosts occasionally, they're like, you know, I, I don't want anybody to know about this because it's going to you know, scar their reputation somehow. It is kind of a, a curious thing when someone makes an extraordinary claim. I am a person who has, you know, as we got into discussing on last time you were on the main show and in the After the Paracast episode from last week, I do believe that strange things happen. I have no doubt about that. I don't know for sure how to explain them, but that they're happening to people, I absolutely do believe. And yet when, when and I've talked to lots of people because it's something I do and I enjoy and I'm not afraid to talk about it. So people will open up to me, but sometimes I'll get the ones that go, yeah, you know, I'm a UFO abductee and I was taken aboard a craft. I even go, oh, well, I don't know if I'm really qualified to deal with And I'm a person who believes that something like that is actually a possibility. So you can imagine someone whose worldview doesn't really include an actual serious belief in alien visitation at all. How far out that must be for them. Oh, it is. And 
I think that's something that is the reason for what I was explaining there is the base belief of the people that are having, you know, said experience is if there are people that are really into, you know, the TV shows or, you know, the, the podcasts, the radio shows, that sort of stuff, I think they're more likely to come out and say, this is happening. But the drawback to that is they're also in the right mindset to jump to a lot of conclusions too. Uh, I found that on the, the, the ghost side of things that, you know, people tend to be a lot quicker to jump to a, a paranormal answer if they've been exposed to crazy amounts of paranormal programming. You know, one example I could actually give you we went to a case where the claim was in one of the younger children's bedroom was a demon. Right off the top, it was a demon. They knew it was there. But we went in and talked to them, and they said, have you ever watched that show, Paranormal State? I said, well, a couple of times. They said, well, there's a demon that follows the, the leader of the group around, and that's in my son's room. And I was like, so you guys watch this stuff all day and all night, don't you? They said, oh, we watch it all the time. I said, okay, here's the trick. Stop watching it. You know, go outside, get some light, have some friends, and see what happens. We're going to break in a moment, but I wanted to mention one thing that we could discuss if you're familiar with it. Brian, are you familiar with a CBS TV show called Evil? Uh other than knowing of it, not really. Okay, it's kind of a semi-paranormal show. They look for exorcism and everything. It's produced by Robert and Michelle King, who also did The Good Wife. So it's right. offbeat. And Mike Coulter is one of the co-stars. He played a drug dealer in The Good Wife. And, of course, Luke Cage, the superhero. So right. he plays somebody now going to seminary school. And he and a psychologist run around the landscape checking into weird stuff. But that is something that if you watch that show, it can be a little creepy. And someone who's young watching that show, well, forget about it. Brian Bonner is here. Gene and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNhemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. The president turned to Twitter to criticize Christianity Today magazine that was founded by the late Reverend Billy Graham. He was angry because of an editorial calling for his removal from office. Mark Galley is the magazine's editor-in-chief, and he tells NPR. I suspect that if I was in a room with him, we could have a very amiable and delightful conversation. But he does display characteristics that I think, as a leader, a great nation like the United States, are deeply problematic. The president is in Florida for a holiday vacation. Before he left, he received an invitation from Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She's invited the president to the House chamber February 4th to deliver the State of the Union message. In the letter, Pelosi reminds him that, quote, in their great wisdom, our founders crafted a constitution based on a system of separation of powers. This is USA Radio News. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I'm loving my balance of nature. Since I started, I have not gotten one cold. I kind of fight everything. I get a little tickled, but it goes away. It's just uh, amazing the difference I felt. I want you to know how much I appreciate the uh, counseling and so forth and your attention to your people. I have been a pretty big advocate for the balance of nature. I don't know how many truck drivers have asked me, how in the heck do you keep going at 88, 89 years old? I said, balance of nature. (laughs) If they want to really enjoy some good health, get on balance of nature. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. For a limited time, you can receive a 30% discount and free shipping on your first preferred order of balance of nature. Call 800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Extendivite really works. Just listen to what Dr. Joe has to say. As you know, I'm one of the doctors um, that uh, Don talks about because four years ago, I was diagnosed with high high blood pressure. Runs in my family on my mother's side. You know, I come from an athletic background. You know, I did a lot of running throughout my life and I did triathlons. When I was trying to run some years back, I was getting short of breath, which is a little bit of a congestive heart failure. The extendivite, that shortness of breath and that coughing started going away. I was able to run longer and longer distances. And I took an eye road. So now I'm able to do, you know, three and a half miles with my dog. And no problem. I don't stop. Not anymore. So I'm just saying you need to stick with the program. And you've got to change some lifestyle things, too. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend Overs. This is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So certainly, Brian, even though you're not familiar with that show, you can see, I can see where something that's kind of freaky like that 
could cause reactions on the part not just of kids but older people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everybody is suggestible, especially, you know, you're watching a scary show in the middle of the night. And even a lot of the movies that are out, uh, you know, all now claim to be based on a real story. But even if they aren't, you're watching a ghost hunting show, you're watching a UFO hunting show, you're watching even back before all of this, you had shows like Sightings or, you know, all of these classics that were kind of doing the same thing. Or, you know, even the X-Files, which quote loosely based on you know, real stories that you, know, you watch this influx of cases come in because people are watching it and going, well, this happened to me and I didn't know what it was, but they're claiming it's this. Therefore, that must be what it is. Ripped from the headlines or ripped off from the headlines. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's the thing is. Watch the popularity of any type of paranormal programming, whatever it is. And it's kind of cyclical in the media. For a while, it'll be the cryptozoology. Then it'll kind of move over to UFOs. Then it'll go to ghosts. And all of them still have a pretty strong hold going all the time. But there's one that always seems to be more popular than the other. And as that happens, those cases seem to spike. Now, is it because people are being influenced by the fact of what they're seeing and it's just scaring them? Or are they just going, oh, that's what's happening to me? You know, either chance is possible, but it's definitely interesting to watch that, that wave come through and see what people are having them perceive happen. It's interesting you'd, you'd mention that because I was, I was just uh, doing a quick review on my end here of how back in in 1996 there was a a really big ufo wave in great britain and you just use that term wave right and so this is where we have like a significant and temporary rise in the number of ufo reports and uh, a waves can last it's not just like it's something that happens over the course of an evening typically no, that would be maybe like a flap or something, but a wave is much more significant. And it coincided directly with the X-Files and another program called Sightings yep. th- that were both featured paranormal and UFO related subject matter that kind of implied X-Files was sort of like a a show that implied that these it was based on real life experiences. Some of them were really interesting that way and sightings were supposedly reenactments of actual sightings so is it because well now it's become socially acceptable to say to report what we see or do we just want to be you know jump on the bandwagon and be part of uh what's popular now the in thing to say oh yeah i saw a ufo i saw a ghost my mother saw a ghost this way you get some kind of status or recognition well, it's just like, you know, I, I think I've probably mentioned before, I think a lot of people, it's the reason they go into a lot of the conspiracies that are, you know, just way out there, because it makes you, it makes you different. It makes you special because not everybody has, has had that happen. If I say, you know, yesterday I saw a UFO land in my backyard. All of a sudden, I'm the center of attention. I'm important. I I have secret knowledge that nobody else has. And humans love to have that that feeling of being special. 
but it but then again is does that does that mean we can fairly assume that all you know this great rise in reports is due to fabrications well is it due to fabrications or is it due to people actually feeling comfortable in coming out because it is acceptable now and there's really you know no way to gauge that you have to kind of look at it from both sides and say either is possible well you know back in the old days so to speak before the internet and back when the united states air force was investigating ufos they found that hoaxes were actually very much in the minority oh and absolutely but now i mean how many fake pictures are there if you want to google ufo there's got to be thousands of them it must be going on every single day Oh, it is. But, you know, there's a few reasons behind that. First of all, I would say it's easier to fake UFO pictures or ghost pictures or cryptid pictures or whatever it is, which isn't necessarily true. If you understood photography, it was a different technique back then, but it really wasn't more difficult. Uh, but for the layperson, it doesn't take as much effort and it used to be i mean think about pre-internet if you went out and you faked a really good you know ufo picture how many people were going to see it it was really difficult to get it out to the general population now i throw it onto a video on youtube or a post onto facebook or you know tweet out a picture it's worldwide so the it, it, think of the mindset of a of a computer virus writer you know why don't they have as many viruses for apple computers as they do for pcs because there aren't as many p or aren't as many apple computers so it's not as much fun to write that virus right but there are 100 million macs out there and exactly. they do have viruses and also because it's based on a unix operating system there are ways to make it more secure. Absolutely. But, you know, all in all, if you were going to spend the time, you could do it. But what's more fun to take down 10% of the possible computers or take down 90%? It's just, it's how many people can you affect? And, you know, saying it's fun is... It well, sounds horrible, but that's kind of the whole purpose. You know, if I was going to go fake a UFO video, I'm going to get excited every time I see somebody you know, go, hey, this is real. And it shows up on a news broadcast in China or something. Of course, with um, computers, you know, and, and certainly I'm not I'm not dissing the, the Mac community out there. They are they're a very high quality computer. But uh, one of my. Uh, sort of mentors in the early days of when I was learning computing uh, used to say, well, you know, if you get a Windows computer, you're, you know, you're working on a real computer because they're literally out there and everybody's workstations in the real world, in the workplace. Like you don't see them as often in places like banks or exactly. the mil or the military or you know, that sort of thing. But that's I kind mean, of an old myth because more and more Macs are in business. IBM, IBM has added close to 100,000 Macs because they give their employees a choice, Mac or PC, iPhone or Android, that kind of thing. And they find that even though the Macs may cost more to buy, 
the cost of upkeep saves like 250 to $500. You can look this up online. That IBM, oh, who used to be the main competitor when they were making PCs long, long ago before they sold that division to Lenovo, this is a fact. Also, the Mac became prominent, not because it was a pretty thing, because creatives embraced it originally. In fact, this, this new $53,000 Mac Pro, it's a workstation designed for the movie industry, scientists, people who do pay that kind of money for workstations and get value out of it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's the thing, though, is it's just a lot easier to, well, I won't say easier. It's a lot more self-fulfilling to go out and do something that's going to affect a lot more people. True. There are Mac viruses anyway, I guess. Some people oh, figure are. figure maybe maybe we have a better chance because people do not expect a Mac virus, just like they don't expect the Spanish Inquisition. No, that's from Monty Python. I don't <laughs> think anybody knows that. Anyway, oh, Brian Bonner, Gene, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. With more- more people listening to radio than visit Google, Facebook, or YouTube. From the very young to the very old, everyone listens to radio. Pillow companies, alarm, identity theft, nutrition, insurance, banking, automotive. The list goes on and on. Billion dollar businesses. Why? The answer is radio. The media everyone tunes into. Find out how effective and affordable radio can be for your business. Contact 877-996-4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. 
I'm here with Scott Uceum, founder of OMG Tax. Tell us how your company helps our listeners out there who have a problem with the IRS. My team of lawyers, enrolled agents, and licensed tax experts remove wage garnishments sometimes in the same day. We even have reduced the total debt some of our clients were required to pay through what is known as an offer in compromise. Can you give us an example of somebody you help? Oh, can I ever? We have taken a $500,000 liability with the IRS. Guess what? The client didn't pay a dime through the representation known as non-collectible status with the government. If you owe the IRS more than $10,000 and you want to see if it's possible to pay a lot less, call OMG Tax right now for a free tax-saving consultation. Call 800-486-8112. That's 800-486-8112. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Jacques Vallée, you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, oh, okay. well, I shouldn't have brought out the Monty Python reference there. <laughs> but yeah, there are Mac viruses, some similar to PC viruses, some because they think they can. Oh, absolutely. But it's one thing to take down an art school and another thing to take down a a big business. So it's the same thing. If you're going to be intentionally faking something, you want it to be as widespread as possible. That, unfortunately, is much easier these days, which is why I think you see a lot more fakes. Now, that's one thing we were warned about when we were first getting into the whole, you know, especially the ghost side. They're like, be really careful because you'll find out that a lot of people out there are just faking it to get attention. To be honest with you, in the going into 22 years that we've been doing this, I've never found anybody that was faking it. I found people that were misunderstanding things, but I have yet to have run across anybody that was absolutely faking it just for attention. And that's one of the things we you know, still keep an eye on because it's a possibility. Well, I mean, that's that's in terms of somebody actually contacting you to say, hey, this happened to me or, it, you know, something in person. It's not like when you go out onto the Internet and type in ghost images oh, and, absolutely. Get, and get 43 million results of which 
30 million of them you know are probably just complete fakes in order to get people to visit their website and get hits on their page. Oh, absolutely. And I will say that we have had cases brought to us that weren't private cases per se, you know, like the media will call us and it's three days before Halloween and a local bed and breakfast has finally caught that you know, elusive ghost video that nobody else has been able to get. It's like, yeah, let me see it. I'm going to be kind of cynical when I look at it based on the timing of it. But, you know, you still have to look at it with an open mind. And in those cases, we have had a few that have been faked, but it's obviously been for commercial purposes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that seems to happen a lot with uh, blogs and uh, news story related sites that are, say, you know, more grade B, what you might think of as the Internet version of a tabloid or something like that, because right. they know. I mean, if you put UFO photo and, and it sat and make it sound reasonably con convincing, you're going to get hits. That's just how it works. Oh, absolutely. Now, one of the things I noticed just uh, between la last uh, Friday when we were doing the After the Paracast and this week is I ran across a video with you from one of the James Randi Foundation, The Amazing Meetings. This, this is a while ago for you, back in 2013, but suddenly it made me wonder, you know, have we been infiltrated by the James Randi Foundation? <laughs> Skeptics well, now? <laughs> well, first I'd say no, because it doesn't exist anymore. But uh, the video that you're talking about, I believe, was at one of the conferences. And for three or four years, I spoke at the conferences. And it was all on exactly what we're talking about now. And kind of driving a lot of the big S skeptics crazy, because... You know, we're willing to actually look at something with a, a, a critical eye. If know? anyone cares, by the way, Randy is now 91 and evidently yeah. still alive. Oh, he's still kicking. And having been around that community a lot, they are kind of the exact same but polar opposite of the extreme believers. Well, a lot of people claim to be skeptical, they aren't. I mean, there are a lot of people that general are genuinely are, but the problem is, you know, kind of like you're saying, it's been infiltrated. Well, let's talk a little bit about this. So, you know, what I've I tend to find, and and maybe this is just being a little bit offhanded, but one of the things I've noticed, because I consider myself to be on the skeptical side of the scale is that it's a lot easier to be skeptical than it is to actually do an investigation. For example, let's, you know, if someone says, okay, I, I, you know, someone will say, uh, you know, I saw something really strange in the sky the other night, and uh, I don't know how to explain it. And a skeptic will immediately start in with the, the usual questions in, in an effort to find out exactly what the person knows like how do you know you saw that for example and a person will go well because i could see it with my eyes and then well how do you know your eyes weren't deceiving you so all these questions are really really easy to come up with it's a lot harder to actually go out to the place where the person saw it have a look 
from where they were standing to see if they even could have seen it in the first place. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's there's multiple levels here. And it's it's one of the reasons I always said we need to take back the word skeptic, because it's kind of taken on a bad definition. A skeptic by you know true dictionary definition should be somebody that's open to the possibility of all explanations you know based on whatever data there is available not somebody that immediately jumps to a conclusion that no it isn't real or no that didn't happen it should be for i i consider everybody that's doing investigations should approach it that way i you know something that we've said for years is you know we're not really given the 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 opportunity or pleasure to believe or not believe in anything because if we do when we go on an investigation it taints whatever results we may be able to analyze we need to be able to go in with kind of an absolute clean slate of a mind and say what's possible what what can really be happening which is difficult but i think the only way to do it and like you said you have to be able to go on site and look at what's happening interview people to see what they've witnessed actually look at things that may have been happening in the area at the time if you're looking at ufo reports look at flight data look at weather data try and figure out you know is there a possibility that they did see something? Is there a possibility that they misunderstood something? Is there a possibility somebody faked something, which, you know, like we just said, isn't as likely, but you still have to look at all of the possibilities. And most people tend not to. And that's on both sides, both the, the and I'm going to say cynics on both sides, either believers or non-believers. Right. One of the and one of the examples that uh, I would I ran into back when uh, the James Randi Foundation did have their actual skeptical forum board up was, I mean, I, I ran into what I would call like a whole cabal of skeptics there whose main aim and they they came and outright admitted this was to ridicule people in a way that was really quite cruel. In, exactly. In, in some ways. And no, that's, uh, that should go against everything. I mean, the, whoever's doing investigations, regardless of what they believe or don't believe, need to be open to the possibility of pretty much, you know, anything that's being explained to them so they can analyze the data all the way around. And it happens on both sides. Like I say, you know, not only the the non-believers, but the believers as well can be just as bad i suppose they can be uh i haven't encountered ones however that turned into the kind of cyber bullies i've encountered from the skeptics where they would literally drive a person almost to tears over something when they were just trying to understand something strange that they saw i don't know they would make them sound foolish and they would demean them and make light of them and instead of taking what they were saying seriously at all well in some cases i've i've had the experience that in the in the field of of ghosts and and cryptids the people are 
uh, you know, that you interview are pretty genuine. They like to come up with an answer or, you know, they're perfectly accepted or acceptable for an answer of, I don't know what it is. However, and it was during our whole Denver UFO debacle that the minute we started saying, you know, what we're looking at here does not appear to be real. It, it looks like this stuff's been faked. I started receiving death threats. You know what? Oh. That's a good place to stop. <laughs> we'll get into that <laughs> next segment. Brian, Gene, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. The Hebo Tea Club's original pure powdery Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, the Hebo Tea Club's original pure powdery Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The Hebo Tea Club's original pure Pau de Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at ShopSuperTea.com or call 818-984-6100. That's ShopSuperTea.com or call 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I hear from some pretty wacky people out there. They talk about lots of rather gross things, but the death threats haven't come yet. I might be asking for something here. Okay. Death threats, fine. But I think, aren't we talking about people who, what the more, let's say, level-headed, serious ufologists already think are 
fringe people, or if not hoaxers, outright hoaxers themselves. So well, you're, get, you're, you're not really getting the death threats from the believers and people who have had an honest experience. You're getting death threats from people who are trying to pull something over on, you know, put something well, over on it. And, and not necessarily just death threats, but I'll say legal threats, too, from people who, because it looks like we're going against you know, the UFO community, which we aren't, would come in and say, you know, if you guys say anything bad about these guys again, we will do everything in our power to make sure that you end up in court and sued for liable. It's kind of insane. It shouldn't go that far either way. In my experience, these are the ones that have some kind of, you know, business interest in it. And like, I don't, I don't know if we can name Greer or Romanek or whatever that it happens to be, but you know, they they've got some other vested interest. We're not just talking about your a person, right? You know, who has seen something strange and goes on and at, to ask some skeptics, you know, what could this have been? I'm trying to understand what that is, and then get pounced on. Right. So, you know, a person who's out to make money at it and is questionable in the first place, I would say that people like myself and Gene and people that that are serious about uh, ufology to begin with, any serious ufologist is going to be just as suspect of those people as you are. They, We've got a common enemy there. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, it's hard to separate them from everybody else. Well, they're not part of. Not part of yeah. I guess they're part of the well, ufology culture, but then you are too, right? In, in oh, absolutely. No, I I completely agree with you there. I was trying to see. I had some quotes here that I keep on hand for uh, certain things like that, and and some of the strange, strange claims that have been made against us. Uh, trying to see. Um, we actually were quoted somewhere in the Wall Street Journal that I had a black credit card and worked for a secret ops uh, CIA <laughs> agency, which I thought was just amazing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that was kind of the way that, well, yeah, here, just a single quote, legal actions are being taken against them. No, they weren't. At the same time, yeah, people tend to do that. But then again, who are they really when when it comes down to it? That's that's the real the real question, you know. Well, so it, it's and and it still doesn't change sort of the the fact that it's well, I guess maybe no, maybe I'm I'm doing an about face here. It is just as easy to just say that you saw something strange in the sky as it is to say, well, how do you know what it was? I suppose it could go both directions. You could get somebody. It does. Yeah, you really yeah. have to remain in the middle. I'll give you a great one here. This is a quote that I had sent to me in an email. It says, this person is well-respected and let's just say has financial means to do whatever she wants and has the influence of heads of state. Unfortunately, because of Mr. Bonner's reply, I really feel sorry for you guys. The implying what? Uh, I don't know. That was a... Because uh, every time we've had you on the show, you've come across as being very level-headed. In fact, we got we got a really uh, nice comment about you, actually, from one of our uh, forum people uh, from since uh, they said, I enjoyed the show when Brian was on back in August. Sensible, grounded perspective. So glad to hear a follow-up of the show with him. 
uh, you know, number one go-to skeptic indeed. Oh, so, absolutely. And I, you know, I like that attitude because I want to be that guy and I want to make sure that, you know, these people out on the, the fringe don't affect people that are legitimately trying to do it. And I mean the fringe on both sides too, because it can get, it can get crazy either side. So I, I, one of the things you mentioned during the, um, the, after the Paracast on Friday was that part of this means critical thinking. Absolutely. And so for, for most people, critical thinking, it, it, it's just sort of a buzz term. They're not really sure exactly what it means, but they know that it's supposed to be some sort of thing that makes some kind of sense. But it really is a little bit more than that. Can you sort of describe to people what, what you think critical thinking is in your view? Well, and I, I would say not applied in the paranormal, but to everything. And it's, it's a really good thing is, number one, don't take everything at face value. Study things that you, you don't believe or you're interested in. And, you know, I talk to a lot of school kids and I'm like, you know, when your teachers tell you something, if you're not sure about it, don't, you know, don't take it at face value. Go research it. Make sure what you're being told is the truth. And that's the thing is just being able to have the ability to analyze any claim, anything that you're being told. I mean, if you're watching television and somebody's selling some sort of, a, you know, miracle weight loss thing, it maybe not you know let's let's look at it and see what what the reality behind it is because everything deserves kind of a critical eye to look at it and if you keep doing that and finding out that you know maybe people's claims are true it adds a lot more credibility to both what they're saying and how you're investigating it absolutely let let's um Let's just put this out there for people to consider, too, that critical thinking, it, is, it involves those things, but it's also more of a process, too. It's a, it's a step-by-step way of looking at things. So it, say if we look at something like uh, criticalthinking.org, for example, what they say is that it generates purposes, raises questions, uses information, utilizes concepts, makes inferences makes assumptions, generates implications, embodies a point of view. And it goes around through all of these various facets. And when it gets to the end, you're left with, well, did we get any further ahead or didn't we? And if we did get further ahead, let's have another look at it and see if we can refine it further and take up any more of the noise that might be in there so that all that we're left with is the most reasonable possible conclusion rather than saying well this is necessarily definitely what it is might get to that point but if we don't at least we've gotten as far as we can in the most reasonable way possible so that we're not just left thinking well it could be anything absolutely and you're i mean you're explaining how the the scientific process works you know you you analyze a claim or you look for an answer to something and you have to go through and, you know, come with, with a theory is, you know, could it be this? Could it be this? Well, let's test that, that specific theory and see, was it true? It, 
If yes, great, publish your results. If not, you know, let's rethink it and start keep, over again and keep, keep trying looking. this process. One of the things that make it difficult with UFOs is because they're not predictable events. It's not something exactly. you can duplicate in a lab. So you depend on eyewitness information and you try to compare them, obviously, to known objects or phenomena. And at the end of the day, if you can't do that, what do you do next? Well, and you know that's what? We're going to answer things. that in the next segment, okay? This way I lead to a discussion of the Paracast Plus. Brian was on last week's episode of After the Paracast, so you get a double dose of him if you subscribe. To learn more about the Paracast Plus and getting a version of the show free of the network ads, check out theparacast.plus. Theparacast.plus. To learn more information, prices start at just a dollar and a half a week. More to come with Brian, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Message and data rates may apply. Help! Seriously, I'm too young for hair loss. My hairline keeps creeping back. Receding? I got this bald spot. Uh, it's thinning everywhere. I'm gonna have to give up and shave it. Dude. Put down the razor, because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, is about to give you your real hair back permanently. Don't ignore the signs of hair loss. Bosley is giving away an absolutely free information kit that reveals all the signs and a free gift card to anyone who texts KIT88 to 85850. Bosley will show you for free how great your hair could look. Using the latest technology, Bosley's solution to hair loss is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Plus, since Bosley has new non-surgical options, you owe it to yourself to text now for an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off, no matter what level of hair loss you have. Text KIT88 to 85850. K-I-T-88 to 85850. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. How would you like to hit the range tomorrow with a brand new gun? Because the United States Concealed Carry Association wants to give you a free gun right now. That's right, completely free. 
The USCCA is here to give every responsibly armed American the education, training, legal, and financial protection they need. And today, they're giving you not one, but four free chances to win $1,000. Simply text GCN to 87222 to get entered now, and you'll get four free chances to win $1,000 for any gun you want. Text GCN to 87222 and get entered today. But remember, these free guns won't be around forever, and you can't win if you don't enter. So don't miss out. Just text GCN to 87222 and get your four free chances to win now. That's GCN to 87222. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So, Brian, as I said in the previous segment, UFOs, you can't predict it, you can't duplicate it unless it's conventional. What do you do? Well, and that's something, you know, I do a lot of training for people that are interested in paranormal research and you know, different techniques you can use. And that's one of the first things that I go through is, you know, here's the scientific method and here's why it's darn near impossible to apply to anything we do. We try, but, you know, you have to have measurable results. We don't even know what we're measuring. You have to have repeatable results. And generally, whatever phenomena it is, doesn't repeat. You have to have controlled conditions. You know, in somebody's house, a field, whatever it may be that you're doing this in, conditions are impossible to control. While we say, yeah, we use scientific protocols as best as possible, and it's darn near impossible to do. So you have to operate at the best that you can, but still, it's... Up until, right. you know, like with the Bigfoot, up until we have a body, it's going to be really difficult. Right. So there is this difference between critical thinking and the scientific method in that the scientific method, generally speaking, unless you're dealing with perhaps psychology, something like that, in which case you're dealing with personalities and things that are not material as much, you're dealing with the scientific method with verifiable material evidence whereas with critical thinking you can apply it to ideas and concepts and possibilities oh absolutely so so that's i really think that the study of the paranormal isn't really well suited to the scientific method at all because there is this lack of verifiable scientifically valid material evidence but what we can do is say well what do we have and what is the most logical, reasonable way to look at it and think about it and study it. Exactly. And that's kind of what we've done is literally having to say, 
you know, how can we look at it? But at the same time, by having people who are at least trying to address it critically, maybe we'll come up with ideas. You know, maybe there's something that we haven't thought of yet. Maybe there's something we haven't witnessed yet that is a way that we can approach this. But we need to have the people out there willing to, you know, be a little crazy like the rest of us and see what we can find out. Right. And I guess that it all boils down to then we have to make the assumption that some people are having genuine experiences. Not everyone is just trying to pull the wool over our eyes or create a hoax or a fabrication. Something is actually happening to them. Right. And that's what I was saying is, you know, even in our wildest cases, generally, unless it's for something commercial, they aren't faking it. They believe what's happening is real. And, you know, it's up to us to see if we can figure out what it was. And you were saying this gives you a great deal of satisfaction when you can actually help someone to determine that it is something more mundane, because that way they can identify with it and they can do something about it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, like I was saying previously, one of the main things that I think really affects people when they are having, you know, any kind of what they perceive as a paranormal event happen is they've lost control over their their life you know if you're in a a family home and you think that there's something happening you've lost control of your family and that's a terrible feeling for people so being able to give them anything back is so you know self-affirming for the family it makes them feel so much better because even if it's not everything, you're giving them that little piece back. So they feel like they have some control over their lives again. And Well, of course, that's the same. Isn't that exactly the same thing that some of these people in the realm, well, let's say in the field of the paranormal in general do as well, or religion, but they give people some sort of an explanation, some sort of hope. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, so, that's so what's, one... what separates what separates us from them then <laughs> in this case. Oh, there's all sorts of fine lines that are hard to define in this. And, you know, that's one of the things that we've caught a lot of flack for that, you know, it, let's say I go to somebody's home and they are absolutely convinced that they have demons in their house. Well, even if I don't feel that there's anything going on or I've come up with some sort of a rational explanation and they aren't willing to accept it, why not work with them at a level that they are comfortable with? You know, okay, well, how about we get a hold of your parish priest and bring him in and have him bless your house for you? Oh, really? Because even if it's a psychological tool at that point, but it works. That's really interesting. I, I didn't realize that you might go that far. And that's actually very open-minded in terms of trying to think of what is best for the people that you're working with. Because, and, and, and I'm not sure if you have any religious beliefs yourself or you have are a person of any sort of faith or what level of, of spirituality, for lack of a better term, you consider yourself to be tuned into. But I, question all of that stuff like and i i'm not a believer in gods other than that they exist within the minds of the people who believe in them 
I, I think that it's you know, gods are a deification of some particular thing, whether it's a universe creator or the sun or whatever it happens to be. But I simply don't subscribe to any of that. So for me to say, well, you know, how about we work with your your church on this <laughs> would be something that I just, I just wouldn't want to go there because but, I don't believe in churches. <laughs> oh, I no, I and I but, but not, that's me. I <laughs> not want to drag a religion into anything without it kind of being a a last ditch effort. You know, let's say I go to somebody's house and they say, you know, we hear something wandering around the house in the middle of the night and we're terrified and we know it's a demon because, you know, at a religious level, they believe it's a demon. And I've tried everything I can to say, look, this is, you know, caused by swamp gas, you know, whatever, you know, I'm making stuff up here. Right, some EM radiation from the cell tower outside the wall. I think you exactly. actually talked about a case like exactly. that during our last show. And I tell them that, and they're not willing to accept it because they're so steeped in their religious beliefs, but it's destroying their lives. Of course, it, religion obviously is a touchy subject. Right. They but criticize the us if we get involved in any religious discussion and forget about politics. You talk about exactly. that. It's so polarized. You have people who live in this world than other people who live in the world of alternative facts, which is like an alternate reality, I guess, because they observe something totally different. It's like two people speaking different languages. But I can see here anything that ties into someone's religious belief is going to be almost impossible to overcome. Exactly. Exactly. And exactly. We have this break. Gene, Brian, Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Trump's impeachment trial may be officially stalled, but behind the scenes, House Democrats are getting ready. Staff for the key House committees are expected to work over the holiday recess, consulting with Democratic leadership and preparing for the trial. But that depends on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who says she won't send articles of impeachment to the Senate until parameters for a Senate trial are set. 
President Trump delivered remarks to Joint Base Andrews in Maryland before signing the National Defense Authorization Act. He also said a brand new military service is being created. With my signature today, you will witness the birth of the Space Force, and that will be now officially the sixth branch of the United States Armed Forces. That is something really incredible. This is USA Radio News. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-985-1813 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-985-1813 now. Again, that's 800-985-1813. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Long and short, Brian Bonner, you can't do anything in that case. I mean, some people think UFOs are demonic. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if it's somebody that's truly having something impact their lives to the point that it's, it's damaging, it's affecting a family dynamic, and they're extremely religious people. Like I say, while I may not support their religious beliefs at all, unfortunately, it's part of them. So you have to be able to, you know, kind of fix them with what right. they believe. And oh, that's yeah. really difficult for people. Right. Uh, my life partner, she, well, she's she died of cancer in 2015, but we started our quest into ufology pretty much around the same time when we met each other. And she said to me something that I'll never forget. She said, religion for a lot of people is a support system. And if you're going to kick that crutch out from underneath them, you better be prepared to replace it with something else because it could ruin their lives if you Uh, don't. 
Okay, I have a great one for you here. You were talking about James Randi earlier. Right. Okay, here's a great example of that. His mother, who was a very religious person, on her deathbed, he's there, there's a bunch of other people around, and she was asking him, you know, am I going to die and meet all of my relatives and, you know, the pearly gates and all of that? And he looked her square in the eye and said, absolutely, yes. He caught grief for it. They're like, how could you do that when you don't believe in that? And he says, that's not the time. We're trying to, you know, help her get through something. You don't say, no, you're wrong. Right. There's, there's a certain time when you say, yeah, that's exactly how it is. And if that's the kind of support that they need at the time. Now, if it's somebody that isn't a believer that doesn't have that sort of a thing going on, you know, okay, well, let's talk about the, you know, the logical side to it. Absolutely. But you've got to know how and when to do that. That's so true. Why is it that people are so touching without actually getting into the subjects? You know, you hear people say, okay, don't talk about politics or religion. And yet these are two of the most important subjects for us in society that we'll ever have to deal with. So why do we put up these walls between us to prevent each other from talking it out and working it through and coming to the best answers? What's why? I, I can answer that really easily. If you look at history, what are the two things that have caused more death, war, tragedy than anything else? Politics and religion. Exactly. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, but they I mean, can the be handled by the right people at the right time because everybody I know, even if I've known them for a short time, I at least end up talking about, you know, religions or death or, you know, all of these taboo subjects that generally you wouldn't bring up in public, but it, I think it really depends on who's having the conversation. So, so the answer is because we're afraid it might start a war or a fight. And I guess well, we're terrified. You know, that, that, that's just the question. Why, why is it so necessary that people think they have to fight over this instead of work it out? Because politics and religion are conceptual things. You know, they're not the kind of things that can be settled necessarily by fighting that doesn't well, really solve the problem, does it? Like it just Well, and I can I can explain it to you another way too. It's not necessarily religions that are the only belief systems. When you talk to somebody that's extremely steeped in any paranormal, any conspiracy, anything like that, if you try to tell them, you know, once again, no you're not hearing something wandering around your house, it's just this. If they are so firmly believing in whatever it is, you're on a really strange level attacking their belief system. And it does. It becomes a personal attack at that point. Like, like okay, but why? And I, I'm sure you've probably run into this, too. And especially if you've ever been on any of the Internet forums, um, attacking a system or a concept or analyzing it is i prefer to use the word it's just an analysis for me i'll just look at the situation and look at the concept and go well that doesn't make sense but suddenly it becomes an attack on a person 
I've run into this problem a lot of times, and I don't mean any offense to the person. I'm just looking at the idea and going, well, that doesn't make any sense. And then they take it as, well, are you saying that I'm an idiot? And no, that's not what I'm saying. And the next thing you know, uh, you're in this hot water. Exactly. Now, that's just human nature. That's the way people operate, because when something becomes a belief and not just a concept, anytime you approach it, it's going to be a personal attack. And that's human nature. And is that what we're getting into what's called cognitive dissonance? To a point. Where people, the, the psychological stress of having their worldview challenged uh, leads to a sort of fight or flight response. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, when you're threatening the, or when you're bringing up, you know, a religious belief or something like that, you are, you're threatening them. Because, especially in religion, that is, you know, kind of like we were saying, that's something that helps them control their lives. You know, that's how a lot of people deal with life, is they fall back on their religion. And if you take that away from them, all of a sudden... You know, they may have to grasp hold of a reality that isn't something that they understand or want to deal with. And it's really frightening. So it's easier to to deny it and to defend your existing position. Right. Deny it and defend it to the death. Wow. Yeah, this is really deep stuff in a way. And we definitely have to be careful when we're talking about it, because, of course, here in the Paracast, we're not out to attack anybody's beliefs. We're out to understand them and to try and figure out what the truth is behind them and in a sort of a universal sense. Well, and that's my thing is, you know, well, I will keep personal beliefs aside. Everybody deserves to have their own belief. And, you know, as crazy as it may be as long as it's not affecting anybody else fine believe whatever you want to believe but isn't that totally anti-skeptical i mean the whole idea of being a skeptic is to doubt everything and even even your own thoughts it's to doubt everything absolutely but at the same time just because i don't believe in it it does it hurt me because somebody you know as crazy as it may be you know the world's flat no, it's probably not going to affect anybody. Now, if they tell me that they're X religion and I have to become this or they're going to, you know, attack somebody or do something terrible, well, then it starts affecting people and you need to look into it. But, you know, freedom of religion and freedom of speech and all of that are very, you know, they're, they're kind of a basis for what we, what we do. Of course, this you know it, there are levels where oh yeah you know maybe on one hand um, believing in an afterlife is fairly innocuous. It's it's not going to have any immediate real physical impact on a person's life, but creating some sort of uh, health product that is bogus, maybe even poisonous or bad for a person, that could affect a lot of people in a very meaningful physical way. And yet, you know, they might market it under some new agey term or something like that. And so we we need controls for that. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's a really fine line. And I've had uh, more than my fair share of 
Well, and think about it this way. If somebody came out with a miracle cure, they say, you know, my, my magic box or magic gel or whatever it is can cure autism. Let's drop it there and find out if it can or not. I don't think so. Brian, Jean, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with Reputation Defender. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with Reputation Defender. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with Reputation Defender. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So magic, mystical remedies, Brian Bonner. Tell us more. Well, and the thing is, if they did work as claimed, they would truly be paranormal. Because they would defy the known laws of science. You know, I've had the misfortune, fortune, I'm not too sure where I'd had it, to have to investigate some things that have been claimed like this. And it's just because of the the fact that, you know, things would be paranormal. So, you know, where do they draw the line? And there's a lot of people that will say they'll attach some sort of a spiritual label to it because it's easier to get away with. So you've really got to be careful with that too. You know, like you say, you stick a new agey label on it and all of a sudden it's a religious belief and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to license it anymore. It's just a, a belief, but right. until somebody takes, you know, too much of it and they end up in the hospital or something. Absolutely. But then you can take it to the extreme of, you know, let's say somebody is going to a religious healer instead of going to their, you know, their doctor for the cancer that they have. Or there's somebody with a severe psychological problem, but they'd rather go see their deliverance minister. You know, where where do we draw oh. those lines and how do we draw them? And, right. you know, I've, well, I've been, we do have them. We have we have there are religions that actually prevent blood transfusions. And so in some cases there and there have been cases like that. I'm sure you've probably heard of them where a child will be at risk of actually dying because their parents will refuse to give them medical treatment that is required. But it it goes against their religious beliefs. Exactly. But, you know, let, let's look at another case there. Let's say you have a family who believes that their infant is possessed and they, you know, they were performing an exorcism and it killed the child. That's their religious belief. Should we go after it? I personally, I say, yes, we should, because, you know, there's things that we know can affect psychology, yeah, this is- you know. This it's is a, a really a interesting question. Uh, we, we like we got into. I think we talked a little about a sci-fi show called Babylon Five, and they have an actual. I, they have an episode that deals with that, where the doctor on board the station is faced with having to treat a patient by doing an operation, but the parents 
uh, beliefs are such that if they cut into the child, it will release their spirit and they will therefore be shunned and turn into essentially a demon. Exactly. And so the, the doctor who is very a medical professional goes, well, that's absolutely ridiculous, goes and seeks out the um, an override from the commander of the station who ends up siding with the parents. So his solution is that he's going to do it anyway, and he does it without anyone's permission and saves the child and in the process risks his job and his livelihood and his career and everything. Absolutely. And, you know, there there are those fine lines and they move around. You know, it's what is a known medical practice that will help somebody and what lengths are we willing to go to, you know, save somebody when we know there's a cure, but the parents aren't willing to do it. You know, it's not even necessarily life and death things. You know, what psychological damage may be happening with things like this? Well, this oh, is really interesting and oh. because in this case, the, the child survives, but then the child is shunned by their entire culture and parents, too, and has no home to go to. And then when the child is given back to their parents, they just take their kid and uh, go off and kill it anyway. Exactly. So, well, uh, you know, <laughs> well, and I, here, I'll this give is you really a tough stuff. I'll, I'll I'll give you a case and I'll ask you what what do you think the right or the right answer to this situation is, and I'm going to give you a light version of it, but it's one that absolutely killed me. A deliverance minister who was having a big rally, whatever you want to call it, uh, pulls a person from the audience. She's young, kind of drugged there by her parents, and finally gets worked out of her that she was pregnant and she has had a miscarriage but has not passed the child so she's still you know with child but it's not alive and the entire situation is blamed on her and her family for the horrible things that they've done throughout their lives. But then a session is held because they're going to bring the child back to life. They're going to do a healing. Should somebody be prosecuted for that? For doing a healing or for... For, well, for promising that they're going to bring this dead child back to life and, you know, psychologically screwing these people up for blaming them and everybody that's related to them for, you know, having this happen when it was a medical mishap. Well, the quick key, of course, is if it's a medical mishap, was it accidental or deliberate? On the other right. hand, they could take the person and immerse them in a Lazarus pit. And I don't think you know it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'm glad you stepped in there, Gene, because it's yeah, pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, that's sort of, you know, ethical dilemmas that I've had to deal with firsthand. And wow. But at the same time, it's so interesting. Some of this stuff is horrifying. But on the other hand, it's it you know, makes for great ethical talks, too. It does. And, and that's what sort of what I was getting at. I mean, these are really important topics about our lives. And, uh, you know, I would really like to be able to see people in the world be able to communicate with each other about them in a really positive way rather than 
you know, getting all upset and fighting over it uh, a lot more. So that's why I, I like to bring it up. And, uh, you know, thanks for sh- you know, sharing that with us. Because we don't often get the chance to do that with a sort of a thinker that is along your lines. We mostly just hear stories from people, encounters, not so much. We don't get into the depth of it, of the ethics of the questions and what it means. And I think we really should, because otherwise, why are we really doing this? Are we just doing it to get a thrill out of it? Like, oh, wow, you know, went to a haunted house. And was that ever fun? You know, now it's it's time to play some video games. Well, and I tell people that, you know, really want to get into the field. A couple of things, you know, there's different levels of paranormal research, whatever it may be, but I'm going to use ghost hunting because that's kind of my fallback. There's somebody who's actually going to get into it and really, really do the research, really do the studies, learn the, learn the religions, learn the psychology, learn the physics, learn everything behind it and try and apply it towards every case that you work on to try and come up with the best answer. And that's, you know, that's really a, a true investigator. However, there's the other level of it, which is what I've just tagged as ghost hunting, which is, you know, you go out with your friends on the weekend, you drag a Ouija board out to the cemetery, you get drunk, you have fun. And one is a relative of the other one, but it's, you know, it's it's more of a party game. But it's there's more a, of a cultural thing. Exactly. I mean, I, mean, I guess it's all cultural, but, you know, it extends from serious investigation all the way out to entertainment. Exactly. And I think people really need to, you know, address what is it that they really want to do before they dive into it? Because, you know, are you psychologically prepared to have to deal with a family that believes that they have demons in their house and you're going to be their fallback person to take care of it? Actually, you know, yeah, that is a really good question. Nobody's ever put it that way. To me before are you because that is a huge responsibility isn't it it is and you know when somebody says well you know we have a demonologist they'll take care of it well probably not you know you need people that really understand psychology you need people that understand every possible weird religious configuration out there just in case you run across people that need help and First of all, you need to realize you're not a psychiatrist. If you have to call backup, you call for backup. You call you call a mental health professional. You call a psychiatrist. You call a medical doctor. You call whoever you can to, to make it right. To do the assist, yeah. Well, that's exactly why I was so hesitant to get involved with the abduction case that I ran across, because I'm not qualified as a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a hypnotist, I've got a pretty good background in ufology, but, right. but we got to do this break more to come with Gene and Randall and Brian. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive PowerCast things that you can buy 
We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the PowerCast. You go to store.thepowercast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. I'm here with Scott Juseum, founder of OMG Tax. Tell us how your company helps our listeners out there who have a problem with the IRS. My team of lawyers, enrolled agents, and licensed tax experts remove wage garnishments sometimes in the same day. We even have reduced the total debt some of our clients were required to pay through what is known as an offer in compromise. Can you give us an example of somebody you help? Oh, can I ever. We have taken a $500,000 liability with the IRS Guess what? The client didn't pay a dime through the representation known as non-collectible status with the government. If you owe the IRS more than $10,000 and you want to see if it's possible to pay a lot less, call OMG Tax right now for a free tax-saving consultation. Call 800-486-8112. 800-486-8112. 800-486-8112. That's 800-486-8112. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. What you bring up, Randall, of course, is the complaint I have with regard to UFO abductions. You have people who hypnotize others. And they have no clue what they're doing, or they've taken the basic two-week course. I mean, when I was a kid, I could hypnotize people because I had a little tiny booklet that you buy, and it tells you how to do it. And I guess I could do it in a basic fashion, but I didn't know what I was doing. And if something happened, something went wrong, wow. That is so funny because, I mean, like Brian was saying, like, look look what your deal, you're playing with people's minds. And you were just thinking of it as as a kid's toy. Exactly. And, you know, that's one of the things that having had to deal with a lot of people in the UFO field that were doing exactly what you're saying. I had to go take classes in hypnosis to understand, you know, what a terrible, terrible thing implanted memories can be. That it's so easy to take somebody and convince them that something happened to them that didn't. You are tampering with things that are so, so dangerous. I think of the guest we had a few years back who said, roughly speaking, paraphrasing, there are no leading questions when he hypnotizes UFO abductees. That was Dr. David Jacobs. Yeah, he's definitely somebody that is an expert at leading questions. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> but, you know, that's how we ended up with the whole satanic panic was 
we had a whole bunch of, and we still do, unfortunately, it didn't go away by any stretch, of people that really wanted to believe everything was the devil. So they started blaming everything on the devil. When you have somebody who is good at talking to somebody who's suggestible, you can convince anybody of anything. So that's a huge problem we have right now in the psychological world is we still have tons of people out there that believe these sort of things. And, you know, there's a lot of people making strides to try and stop it. One of the things that I always ask people when they say that they've had, you know, any kind of hypnosis or talk to a psychiatrist, it's like, okay, how did you find them? And what is their specialty? And they're like, well, you know, all they do is UFO abductions. Like, well, let's find somebody that doesn't specialize in that and get their opinion from it. Because, you know, after a while, A, it could be a money grab, but B, you tend to be kind of biased and go, well, everything I've done is this. So therefore, everything else I'm going to do is this. Right. You get that uh, if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail kind of syndrome setting in. Absolutely. So you've got to be really careful. And like I say, you know, the whole false memory syndrome is one that I've really kind of dive deep into and it is a dangerous thing and very easy to convince somebody of darn near anything yeah but then again and you know taking the flip side and we've done this before i think we've touched on this is that is that it goes both ways human memory is fallible but so is every other kind of memory and up until say maybe fairly recently in terms of human technology human memory was probably the best that there was apart from maybe a stone tablet or something like that virtually everything else deteriorates exactly and you know that's something that really drives a lot of people trying to get into the ghost hunting thing when i talk to them i'm like you really have to remember when you go to you know a place and you're using your equipment and all that your equipment wasn't really designed to you know hunt for ghosts or whatever it is and it's definitely susceptible to you know outside interference that may cause erroneous readings that may cause things that you don't understand so your equipment absolutely isn't 100% reliable Exactly. There's artifacts, there's errors, there's all kinds of things that can go wrong with technology. Right. But then you look at the human memory that goes with it. So it's like, okay, well, you know, if you were location and you saw this, human memory is just as bad, if not worse. One of the reasons that, you know, I always say to anybody that's working with us, it's like, if you see anything and it's not on camera, it's not, I want you to stop and write it down right now. I don't want to hear 20 minutes from now what you saw, because you'll already be adding to that memory. Right. You know, that's something that I was going to ask you. How is the is cases where you believe that there's been a lot of embellishment. But before I get to that, I, I would like to advocate for those other witnesses out there to the extent that just because human memory is fallible and can make mistakes doesn't mean that people are wrong about what they say they saw in all cases. They say they saw something extraordinary doesn't mean we should jump to the conclusion that they're having a hallucination or a misperception either. Oh, absolutely. And just because you think you saw something, you may have. 
Well, just because it's a good reason, because normally when we see something, it's because it's there. Right. And that's the thing that is human memory, is human perception fallible? Oh, unbelievably so. But, you know, it's unfortunately one of the few things that we have to work with. You see, that brings up Roswell, New Mexico, because the first stories about it were discovered 30 years later. Oh, absolutely. That was a a huge difference. And, you know, studies have been done in human, human memory that within minutes of witnessing an event, especially something traumatic, your memories are pretty unreliable. I can say... Well, one to of what my- extent? I mean, uh, you know, if it all depends on what you... on the level of detail. So, say, for example, uh, I could go outside and I can see an aircraft fly by. And then someone could say, well, no, you didn't describe what, you know, which airline was it from? Well, I don't need to know that exactly. to know that it was an aircraft. How many rivets were on it? How many windows were in it? Right. You know, and like, if they start like, that's not, that, that's even more of a problem. Uh-huh. You know, that they saw an aircraft fly by of some kind. Okay. Probably people could go, well, it was some sort of an airliner and had jet engines. It was fairly big. You know, that is all good enough. You don't need to, you you know, just because they don't know whether it had four engines or two engines doesn't mean it's safe to assume they didn't see an aircraft fly by. Oh, absolutely. You know, one of my favorite examples, there was an experiment done. I think it was National Geographic that did it. They had several versions of this, but one of my favorite ones was they told a bunch of people that they were coming in to interview for a reality show. And they were meeting at a little pub. So they all met there and it's, you know, just loaded with hidden cameras. And in the middle of interviewing this table full of people, somebody broke in and I'm making this up because I don't remember the exact details uh, and basically robbed the place. And immediately after that, they had the, you know, the fake police come in and interview everybody and the stories from people that had just witnessed this happen they couldn't describe the ethnicity they couldn't describe hair color they couldn't describe clothing some people said they had a knife other people said they had a gun it was just across the board that you know this horrible thing had just happened and immediately they're being you know queried about it and their memories were falling apart you see this also makes things screwy because you depend on eyewitness testimony in certain trials, okay? And, I and saw this guy sitting there, sitting there, the defendant. He is the one who robbed me. Now, what are the chances that you will remember that particular person as being the suspect? A lot of times, of course, they have other evidence. Maybe they have well, the gun and they have the fingerprints and the DNA, but the pure eyewitness testimony as you say, it's yeah. very difficult, especially with a sudden event, unpredictable, and it's all over the place. You know what's all over the place? These announcements coming up. That was a bad way to do that, was it, Brian? We're going to talk about this, and the big question I would pose then is, if eyewitness testimony is so unreliable, does that throw out everything that's based on it? Brian Bonner, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy, you're in the Paracast.
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. When you have a pain in the neck, Ugh. a real pain in the neck, back, shoulder, or legs, you now have two convenient choices to get fast relief without taking another pill. Because now, Sunny Bay heating wraps and pillows are available at both Amazon and Walmart. Yes, see Sunny Bay's four and a half to five star customer reviews on Amazon.com or Walmart.com. Our made in the USA microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra large body wraps are designed. Designed better for perfect support where and when you need it. Even while driving, Sunny Bay wraps will not burn and stay balanced to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to help treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part? Sunny Bay quality products started under $20. Join thousands of happy customers and see why Sunny Bay products have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. It's easy. Click Amazon or Walmart and search today for Sunny Bay.
Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. The question I posed in the last segment, Brian Bonner, human memory is very, very unreliable. External events over the years can change your perceptions. So what good is it? (laughs) That's a real good question. I wish I had a better answer for you. I think it can be used as a piece of, you know, something to analyze, but it can't be the end all. But at the same time, you know, I talk to a lot of people who believe they've had a, you know, ghostly experience, for example. And I always ask them, like, so is this something that, you know, you're traumatized by? Are you, you know, having problems sleeping? Are you not able to function in life? And if they're like, no, it was a really, you know, interesting experience, or they think that a loved one visited them and it was reassuring. I'm like, well, you know, in that case, it's not doing you any harm. Not everybody has this experience. Feel lucky that, you know, you got to have this experience, real or not, because it's it's unique. So take it as an honor that you got to do this. And it helps people move on with what they're doing. Does it prove that what they're doing or what they witnessed happened? Absolutely not. And maybe someday we will have the ability to, you know, record, you know, actually what happened to somebody. But right now, we're fallible in in so many horrible ways. But we're also reliable in so many excellent ways. There's still that flip side. (laughs) That's that's the thing. And I find that the skeptics tend to just be so down on all the things that can go wrong. And it's not like people should be only assuming that we'll be, you know, seeing is believing because we know that that's not the case. I think that we do need to recognize that. Actually, human perception is an amazing thing when you analyze all the things it can do and all the things we can remember. You say, if we go back to the bar incident, well, I'm sure that pretty much everybody there who saw something, if they weren't just making it up because they missed it and wanted to be part of the, the event, but if they saw it go down, pretty much all of them would agree that, well, you know, someone came in and robbed the bar. Right. And that's all you really need to know to know that something happened and that it was a person that robbed the bar. So if we've got, you know, if we use the same analogy with the aircraft, well, okay, we know an aircraft flew over. That's good enough. Now, suppose we get something else fly over, different configuration. It's not an airplane because a person can tell the difference, say, between an airplane and a car and a boat, right? Then that becomes interesting. Exactly. And, you know, that's what I always say is, regardless of what it is, if you've, you know, tried to use critical thoughts and, you know, do some common sense analysis of it, every little thing we have can become a piece of the puzzle. 
especially if you have more than one witness, like say you get three or four of them and they all add up and say, yeah, we pretty much all saw the same thing. There might be some minor differences, but that doesn't mean that just because there's minor differences in a, in an incident that the incident never happened. Actually, minor differences are helpful because if they all agree that something happened exactly the same, you're looking at something kind of bizarre because not everybody perceives everything the same. That is so true. That brings me back to me wanting to ask you about people who embellish things and and say one example um, I've run into with ufology is the phenomena where vehicles will stop working, they'll shut off, and then they'll start up again by themselves. Well, when I started looking into the actual cases and reading through them in fine detail, what I found was that, no, the vehicles didn't turn themselves back on. They were able to be started. The operator still had to turn the key to engage the electrical connections to turn that engine over and get it started, but it would run then. It made me think, well, what about these people who say, well, they just magically started up like you see in the Hollywood movies? I started to think that I should question those cases because those people were just embellishing it like they've seen in the media. Right. And, you know, that goes back to what I was saying earlier of you've really got to watch out for what people are commonly watching. You know, what is it that you're watching for your nightly entertainment if you're watching the UFO movies and specials and all of that. And all of a sudden what you're explaining to me is straight out of a movie. eh, We may have a problem there. Are there any little instances like that in ghost hunting where you could say, uh, no, that's not really how people typically reported it. And that when somebody says it to you, you go, oh, that sounds like a, you know, a scene from the exorcist or something. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've I've heard some really wild claims and you, know, you definitely have to take them with a grain of salt. But at the same time, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know what they saw. So you know, I have to be able to at least say, if you believe that's what you saw. Like, the, in- like, like, let's say that, you know, the walls dripping blood kind of thing. I, you know, is, is that a real thing or is that just I, something I, from the movies? So far, it's just from the movies. And, you know, a, a lot of things and I'll have a lot of paranormal investigators fight me over this, unfortunately. But over the years, I've been to some of, quote, you know, the most haunted places around. I've talked to thousands of people about this and. You know, these huge claims, the the head spinning, the walls bleeding, the people levitating, all of these things, you'd think that I would have seen it by now. I'm still open to the fact I'd love to see it, right? but I haven't. So. I've heard a number of cases of levitation. Uh, a best friend of mine was doing one of these their little seance things that you do when you're younger. I think he was in his teens. And uh, he told me that the the very heavy table that they were all sitting around did lift up off the ground and actually physically move and push him up against a wall and with to the surprise of everybody there. And I've heard a number of those cases. Well, so levitation seems like it could be something. But then again, I mean, so so is it with. The UFOs, you've got this anti-gravity thing. So maybe the anti-gravity and levitation might be connected somehow, but that seems to be an entirely different sort of phenomena than like, you know, say bleeding walls or something like that. 
Right. But at the same time, let's keep looking, you know, to, you know, to, to say we've absolutely proven that something doesn't exist because every time that we've looked at whatever it may be and not been able to find an answer, therefore everything is wrong is the wrong way to approach it. You know, if I've absolutely proved one case that, you know, they thought that there was a cryptid and we proved that it was some, you know, mangy dog or whatever it may have been. That doesn't mean all of those cases are. That means that one was. So, you know, while it's a big uphill battle, we need to look at all these claims individually and say, okay, what what could it have been? What what can we do to analyze this? We have something else to analyze here for a few minutes, then we'll get back to these questions from our friendly skeptic, Brian Bonner. He's not a debunker. He just voices intelligent skepticism about things. Commendable. Gene, Randall, and Brian, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Trump touts record military spending and the formation of the Space Force as he signs a $338 billion Pentagon budget. The 2020 National Defense Authorization Act is about making sure our warfighters have the tools, resources, and equipment you need to fight and to win all the time to win. The U.S. is watching North Korea for signs of a possible missile launch or nuclear test in the coming days that officials are referring to as a Christmas present. A significant launch or test would mean the end of North Korea's self-imposed moratorium and raise tensions in the region. It would also be a major blow to one of the Trump administration's major foreign policy initiatives, the drive to get North Korea back to negotiations to eliminate its nuclear weapons and missiles. This is USA Radio News. 
Haul packages for a living? A gas-powered Mercedes-Benz Sprinter delivers. Transport people? A Sprinter van with 0% financing is a five-star idea. If food delivery is your thing, then a gas Sprinter caters to you. And if you're a general contractor, the Sprinter with 0% financing nails it. With innovation, safety, and technology, Sprinter is built for you. And it's built for your bottom line with 0% financing. The Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, starting at just $33,790. And for a limited time with IRS Section 179, you could be eligible for up to a $25,000 tax deduction. Gas engine, 0% financing, and a possible tax deduction? Now that's a Sprinter that delivers. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. MSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, national dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Only valid on 2018 or 2019 Mercedes-Benz Sprinter vans, excluding cab chassis. Qualified commercial customers only. Financing offer valid through January 2nd, 2020. Consult your tax advisor. For more information, limits may apply. Visit mbvans.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now 800-503-8625-800-503-8625-800-503-8625 hi it's grant cameron from presidentialufo.com you're listening to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio As we continue with Brian Bonner, Randall has a question or a comment. Right. Yeah, Brian, I was just going to say, so you haven't had any of these experiences yourself. Then you were saying, I think it was before the break. Or right. It's just a certain kind of experience. Have you had anything no. out of the ordinary happen to you that you just absolutely can't explain except for, well, there was the one instance you mentioned with the chair that you actually got on videotape. Right. But- I mean, have I had experiences that, and I always like to precursor it with this, that I can't explain, especially yet? Absolutely. I've had the perception of something touching me. I've had myself or people with me claim to have seen somebody that wasn't there that you know didn't show up on film or didn't show up on video but knowing you, that people that you trust and believe had that experience but oh, you didn't abs- absolutely okay, but, right but you know there's a lot of things that can affect that perception too you know a lot of the places that we go the one where honestly i it felt like something was kind of slapping me in the face but where was I? I'd locked myself 
in a dark room, which is kind of outside of the normal protocol, but it was a dark room that they stayed in when they were sleeping. So I opted to go in under those conditions, but I'd been up for 36 hours. I'd been sitting there for the bulk of the day, listening to this family effectively tell me ghost stories about this one room that I was going to go into. Psychologically, I was not set up to go in and look at anything critically. You know, while I want to, we're only human. And, you know, right. Yeah. Sort of like sensory deprivation tank or something. You go in and you start having the experience, whether it's there or not. Exactly. And that's the thing. They're like, you know, did it happen? Well, you know, I had an experience. Was it real? I have no idea. And I don't have any way to say that it was, but I don't have any way to say that it wasn't either. So I leave it out on the table and say it is an I don't know. Right. Well, of course, that's going to be an an entirely different sort of experience from someone who say, well, okay, say, I'll just go with one of the ones that I've had where I'm not expecting anything. I'm concentrating on something completely differently. Uh, it's in a room that is lit. There's lights on. There's, And I'm caught completely off guard by what seems to me to be some sort of an apparition floating across the room for several seconds in front of me that causes me to stop what I'm doing and look at it with with complete surprise. Right. Are there logical explanations behind that? Possibly. And, you know, this goes down to that thing that I always try to explain to people. When you're trying to analyze something, first of all, if you're the witness to it, don't try and analyze it because you're your perspective is shot. Hang on. Why would you say that? I mean, you have, it's like people that are trying to investigate their own haunted house. They're convinced the house is haunted. So it's really hard to get outside of that mindset. The same thing that I have, where if I go in to somebody's house and I've had a bad day, whatever it is. And I look at these people and I'm like, your house isn't haunted. This is, this is insane. I, I shouldn't go in. Or, you know, I go into the old, creepy, abandoned schoolhouse that we've been called into. And you walk in and go, wow, this place has to be haunted. Look at this. Same thing. You can't do that because your bias is going to lead towards whatever it is that your belief is. At the same time, when I run out of answers, call in somebody else. I mean, an expert if you can, but, you know, call a friend. Oh, it Say, certainly doesn't hurt to get a second opinion. Exactly. But but firsthand experience is also probably the, the best of the evidence in that case. So, in other words, we're not dealing with hearsay. It's something you saw yourself. If you're not saying, my friend saw this, you're saying, no, I saw this. This is right. what, what happened. I think the difference here is not starting from a preconception about what it was. Right. So, you know, like when I was saying, well, this thing happened to me, I this is what it looked like. It looked like some sort of an an apparition floating across the room in front of me that was well, to me it looked like it if anyone's watched, say, the original series of Star Trek, it looked like sort of a partially beamed in person. It was it was really quite bizarre. That's coming from a first hand experience. I don't know what it was, but I can also see how because this was in the basement of a church, that if I were a religious person, I might be starting to front load that experience with a whole lot of uh, belief system. Oh, absolutely. So, 
and you know if if that belief system was something that you know you relied on for your life your you know everything you do is based off of that i'm going to come in and talk to you about that based on your religion but if you're not i'm going to come into you and say okay well let's let's look at this critically and say can we come up with any legitimate explanations first you know we need to you know look at it critically and see what we can come up with and if we can't that's amazing that's great how do we translate people's worldviews like that because what I'm getting from you, if I'm reading you correctly, is is that you would like to start from the most objective position as possible. Absolutely. Uh, so a, a clean slate, and then when the evidence or the story is being relayed to you, that's going to have to filter through you and somehow come out in your report as objective as possible. How, what sort of process do you use to, to be able to do that? years of self-denial uh it's it, it is it's really difficult you know just like i was saying you know every case you approach is different and even you know regardless of belief or not belief or whatever it may be you tend to to have that bias so you have to step back and go okay dial it back and let's look at this with a, a completely clear mind you know, let's let's not look at it the way I was going to. And it's difficult. It's very difficult. And I think that's why people either get burnt out on it because they do that and it becomes very difficult to do. Or they, you know, let their own biases take over. And honestly, it's probably more fun. But, you know, everything's a... Everything's a ghost. Everything's a demon. Everything's a Bigfoot. And you can't, or the exact opposite, everything isn't. And you just can't go there. And it's it's a really hard place to find, but somebody's got to be there. I imagine the first step would be to simply take down the information as the person relays it to you without adding any of your own coloring to it. Oh, you absolutely have to. Yeah, that's the thing is you can't, <laughs> this goes back to the thing, you take down the information as they relay it to you, and whatever you do, avoid the leading questions with everything you have. Because oh, yeah, and that, that would be hard because you're while that's happening, you're almost having to put yourself into their headspace to try and imagine if you're one of the people who imagines what people see you know you you're, you don't suffer from aphantasia or something like that but you when people are describing things typically we visualize them in our own minds to try to understand them and the first thing we want to say back is to describe exactly what it is that you're getting from them exactly which is, which is good but at the same time you don't want to add to that right and yeah it's it is very difficult and trying to stay you know analytical is i won't say impossible but it is a it is a battle we're giving hard won lessons here i think on doing proper research and we want you to take down your notebooks okay do people still use notebooks anymore no they use a notes app on their smartphones exactly. or tablets or computers the other stuff is passe i don't even receive notes to my wife anymore she finally just prints something 
So the paper revolution, there's no paperless revolution. More to come with Gene, Brian, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results may vary. Exclusions apply. But hey, I'm buying a huge flat screen TV so I can finally see it without my glasses. Why not just get LASIK? At the LASIK Vision Institute, that's what I'm doing. Uh, my glasses and contacts are a pain. I'd love to finally get rid of these, but who can afford LASIK? You can. Because the LASIK Vision Institute is offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. Just text do 11 to 350350. The LASIK Vision Institute has already performed over a million procedures. They use the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Better vision, better value. The LASIK Vision Institute. Make this the year you finally get LASIK. For a free consultation plus an extra 20% discount, text do 11 to 350350. You'll see for free if LASIK is right for you. That's do 11 to 350350. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now there's instantly ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's a clip from the Rachel Ray show testing the results of instantly ageless. Board certified dermatologist Dr. Whitney Bow. If you're looking to try to turn back the clock on a budget, you know, in the privacy of your own home, but actually there's some recent technologies emerging almost like changes the behavior of the skin right. while it sits on the skin. She went off to try a product called 
instantly ageless. Yeah. Instantly, you could see a difference. Even the cameraman were like, wow, look at the difference. Yeah. I mean, but I would definitely use this product. This product, within minutes of applying it, it was actually a very dramatic rejuvenation. Try instantly ageless today at GCNlife.com. That's GCNlife.com. 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at GCNlife.com. That's GCNlife.com. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Let us continue as we explore the skeptical approach to discovering information about paranormal events. And once again, try not to investigate your own event. It's like a police officer whose home is robbed. Don't investigate your own robbery. Exactly. That's a really important thing. And unfortunately, a lot of people in the field will do that. You know, they'll get a phone call and somebody will say, you know, I'm having these experiences. And they're like, well, why don't you go out and, you know, buy yourself a camera and a recorder and start looking into it? Don't do that. You are so steeped into what's going on. Your bias is going to destroy any critical thinking you have. And that holds true with anything. This is me, right? This is me being the skeptic, because one of the things I always do is look for the exception to the rule. It seems to me, as soon as you make up a rule, do this or don't do that, or whatever the case may be, there's always going to be an exception. Oh, I mean, absolutely. If we, if we want to find something, I mean, that is kind of what you do. You go out there when someone reports it, or uh, I'm not sure if you just have uh, places you might just arbitrarily say, well, you know, we've we've heard about this place, let's go have a look. but. Anyone who's going to try to find something or discover something eventually has to put together a toolkit and and gather their wits about them and, and go and do a little field work. And so, you know, I, I have the greatest respect for people who get out there and do do field work because they're actually getting out there and doing it instead of saying, you know, just sitting on a, on a forum and putting in their comments. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's the phrase from 20 years ago, you know, the armchair skeptic. Get off the sofa and go do something. And you do do that. You actually get out, you investigate places, you look at all of the possibilities, you go to the physical locations. You have to. You know, if you have an answer or not, you're not going to be able to come up with anything generally by not going there. Now, you know, analyzing pictures or some certain claims, you know, it you may be able to at least get some basic ideas, but it's not going to be a perfect answer. Because, like you said, there's an exception to every rule. Almost. I mean, when there's not, then you know you've really got something good. I mean, the longer you go without finding an exception to the rule, the more likely it seems to be that it's probably the case. Right. And, you know, like I say, you know, the exception to the rule, there have been a lot of, a lot of videos. There have been a lot of pictures out there that, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I've been able to say this is what caused it. And, you know, not necessarily a hoax, but just through being able to, you know, analyze data from the image, things like that, being able to come up with a legitimate answer. So it can happen, especially for somebody that's having ongoing experiences and things like that. Get out and do something about it. Oh, yeah, that seems to make a lot of sense. And most people seem to do something about it. Number of people that I've talked to who have experienced living in places that they felt were 
I guess, haunted for lack of a better term, or that some paranormal events were taking place in there, they would move. They'd just move out. They would get away from it because it's not, they didn't really want it. They, it's not like they were going, oh, goody, I've got a ghost in my house. How fun is that? You know, let's all get together and have a seance. They, they got tired of it and they left. Absolutely. And, you know, I've seen kind of the bad part of that too. I've had several cases where people were like, if you want to come out to the house and check it out, you're going to come out tonight because we're moving. And I've watched several families give up their homes and their life savings because they were afraid of, and in a few cases, a, a noisy house. We went to one house that if I lived there, I probably would have moved out because it was so noisy, but they lived at a major intersection right next to the airport, down the street from a bar. I mean, just every <laughs> possible combination. Oh, and they were very, very devout religious people. And the minute that they started hearing weird sounds at night, they jumped to a conclusion and mm. they lost their livelihood because of it. That should never happen. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So there it can go both ways. So we're, yeah, very interesting. So the cases where it could be explained and people have done things they didn't need to do, although it Absolutely. probably solved the problem for them. Oh, yeah. I, I guarantee <laughs> you, know? That, you know, they're broke. And, and, yeah. and while at the same time reinforcing the belief that it was some sort of a haunted house. Exactly. So, you know, I think the likelihood of them having experiences somewhere else are probably much higher because now they're they're attuned to believing that sort of a thing so they aren't going to look at you know any kind of a a critical answer they're going to immediately say well our last house was haunted maybe we should leave this one too so you've got to be really careful i can't help but think that something really strange is going on in some of these cases whether it's an UFO sighting or some sort of strange phenomena going on in, in people's homes that lead them to believe that they're experiencing contact with someone in an afterlife. What are the ramifications of this if this just happens to actually be the case? That yes, some of the, most of it, for that matter, is some sort of misperception or misinterpretation. Uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll take both sides of that. If it's a misinterpretation, it's probably harmless. Eventually, we would grow out of it. But at the same time, let me hit you with one of my favorite ones. Let's, for just a moment, assume, and yes, it's a huge assumption, but let's say tomorrow you go out and you prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that ghosts are real and there are you know dead loved ones what are the ramifications of that all of a sudden we're back to our conversation of people fighting over religions well that means somebody is right it also means somebody is wrong but now it's provable i don't know if i want to be in that world that that would not have a really pretty result so, you know, both, both sides are interesting, but I think the proving something exists in the long run may be dangerous. Not that I don't want to do it. I'm always open to it, but, and I have to remain open to it. You know, I always tell people I have to believe in the possibility that there's something I don't understand or I wouldn't keep doing this. It'd be kind of stupid. 
How about you, Gene? Would you want to live in a world where we actually knew the truth about this? Well, I've been doing it for so many years. It would be nice to know some answers so I can get on with my life and maybe look into some other things. I can't believe we will know everything. We might solve the UFO mystery, but does that mean we'll solve ghosts and cryptids and stuff like that? I like to think there will always be things to conquer, things to know. Otherwise, life's going to be dull. I I agree that, you know, I I think it would be interesting. But, you know, just like you said, I really don't think that at least within our lifetimes, we're going to come up with complete answers to anything. And I don't know if we're prepared for them, even if we did. I know I'd certainly have some questions for the great maker. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> hey, Brian, tell our listeners, please, where they can find more of your stuff. Uh, you can come over to RockyMountainParanormal.com and all of the information and all of the fun things that we're involved in are right there on the page. We have some fun things to check out, too. If you think Twitter is fun, although some people send tweets that may not be fun, we do announce our shows there. Check out the Paracast on Twitter. Check out not one, but two Paracasts, communities, groups, whatever you wish to call them, on Facebook. And we have more participation there. I think we're going to try in the next few months to really boost that and get more participation. We also have the Paracast Plus. And what is that? Well, we offer a special version of the show with enhanced audio free of the network ads. So the people at YouTube won't complain anymore. But there are other reasons, of course. We also offer the After the Paracast podcast where you don't know what's going to happen next. We can continue interviews. We can do stuff like we did last week where Brian Bonner was there for a while. And in a sense, this is part two. We also have William Puckett's update on the latest ufo sightings more is coming to learn about the paracast plus go to the paracast.plus once again i'm serious about this the paracast.plus prices start just a dollar and a half a week brian bonner thanks again for joining us on the paracast thank you for having me Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.